yo, yo, here we go again. Two old guys on the back porch. He is Tequila Dan. That's me. I am Steve Scotch, and as always, we have the lovely and talented cat, that C-A-T, mixing up the medicine. Cat, bring it. Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, we can be found on, let's see, Instagram, Facebook, and the platforms we can be found on are Audible, uh, Amazon Music, and this week we're going to shout out some more small towns. Our first town we're going to do is Melfa, Virginia, on the eastern shore, where the home of the Emanuel store. And we're also going to do Liberty, New York, where the Never Sink Water, Water Reservoir is. Well, we'll take that. All right. We've got listeners all over this land. Can I just point out before we start? It's starting to get cold on the back porch. I'm just saying. <laughs> Good. More alcohol. I've been waiting for it. That's right. The colder, the better. Alcohol is encouraged before, during, and after this thing. I'm going to go around the porch, see what we got. Dan, what's up? You know what? Last week, we had those freaking lemon drops. And you can make those in a giant pitcher, I found out. Ah, so a lemon drop. I... Do it. It's good. <laughs> I'll take it. Cat. I've got me a lovely cranberry margarita. Uh, oh, that's a right. Like it, it was Thanksgiving last week, and I started drinking them, and I just can't stop. Leftovers. Nice. What you got over there? Let's see. I call it the bullet shot. You get a bottle of bullet bourbon, and you just take shots. It's that easy. <laughs> I, I don't there's no mixology in that steven nobody ever brings any wine to the porch you know we could class this thing up a little bit i mean <laughs> come on dude break out a, we could have a cheese board out here Sauvignon Blanc, a uh, craft of uh you, you know what, what white zinfandel Pinot grigio something class to join up a little bit i will make it a point to bring some boons next week oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want wine i got wine that or Not, some manischewitz night train <laughs> Mad dog, oh wait, wait, wait. I don't know what you're after. I, I have a fine selection of screw top wines. All right, I gave it a shot. It didn't work. <laughs> All right. All right, today, the main event is we're going to take a swing at MTV. That's right, music, music television. television. Well, that's how they were marketed anyway. Right. Hit the scene August 1st, 1981. Think about it, that's 40 years ago. Wow. No. Back in my day, MTV actually played music videos it was music television yeah. that's what it was they had uh vjs on there video jockeys i guess they called them that's yep, yep yep give you a little info on the band let you know about the video you're about to see and uh back then the videos weren't that good i mean basically they were bands just pretending to play the song but hey you got to start somewhere first first video ever played on mtv uh m the buckles uh, Google, Video killed the video radio. Killed the radio star. star. Okay. Great oh, song. Yeah. It wasn't good on radio, but I mean, it, was, yeah. it was great to show on MTV. Yeah. They had was it downtown Julie Brown, JJ Jackson, Martha Quinn. Yeah, Mark oh, I Jones, love me some club uh, MTV. Nina Blackwood, Alan Hunter. Yeah, I mean, it was new. It was cool. And I don't think they had that many videos to start with. I remember it was like a steady dose of Eurythmics, U two, Human League, and that. 
Remember that Take On Me video by Aha? It was like black and That's white. That's the greatest video. Yeah, they, that thing was actually voted one of the greatest videos of it all was. time. And it was. You know, they just kept playing them over and over again because they didn't <laughs> have that many videos to show. And that, what was that one? It was 99-something balloons. 99 dead baboons. balloons. <laughs> they kept showing no, up. No, no, that was... Luff no. balloons. Yeah, 99 Mana. red balloons. Yeah. And Weird Al... They show oh, a lot oh, of Weird Al videos. That's true. That's he did true. 99 dead baboons. Yeah, he spoofed a lot <laughs> of did. shit. But it, it was a good concept. It, yeah. It really was. It was it, a great concept. It launched a lot of bands' careers, too. It, it did. Bands you would have never never seen the light of day do you without remember, MTV. Do you remember the commercials for the lead-up? It, it didn't matter what you were watching. Of course, everything was basic cable back then. But if you were watching a channel, this commercial would come on. I want my MTV. Right. And, and it was like six months before it launched. I want my MTV. You're like, what the hell is that? I got to find out what it is. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. I want, yeah. And that's Dire right. Straits made that into a super. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I want my MTV. I remember yeah, that. Money for nothing. They made it into yes. a super hit. Yep. And that the part you're referring to, Sting actually sang that part. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then they started like compartmentalized, like you'd had head fingers ball right and then right. Our, my favorite back in the 80s and 90s was um 120 minutes 120 minutes i like though we'll get into that in a minute but it's like when it first came out you would see bands on there that you'd never heard of right. a lot of them were from england there was a big thing going on back then cat i remember it was called ska music right it was sort of like reggae I, I'm but a it was like fan. yeah yeah and <laughs> i know and it was you know, they showed Madness, the specials, English Beat, and I had never heard any of those bands before. So I was like, you know, it had like walking bass lines and a horn <laughs> section and stuff. And I was like, I love the it was. And we even had a local yeah. band that Steve and I saw who kind of copied that style, didn't it? There was a few bands out here. That Fighting did Gravity, that. the Good Guys, the Good Fighting guys. Gravity. There was a bunch of Ernie's. There was a bunch of bands out here that did the Scott thing. It was great. There was bands. The Pie Tasters came here all the time from D.C. But um, anyway, you know, it, it was eye-opening because it was a whole nother world of music besides what was being played on FM radio in the 80s around here. Because around here, all we had was like, you know, no, we didn't have Spotify and Sirius and yeah. Pandora and all that shit. was pretty heavy. And, and, and then the pop was like stuff was stuff. on Q94. If, if you remember the... Right before MTV, maybe about the same time, there was a... Friday Night Videos was a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I NBC do remember that. Or, it was one of yeah. the It was NBC. Was it yeah, NBC? Right. I remember yeah. that. And they, they played some obscure shit, mm-hmm. but you had to stay after midnight, and your parents wouldn't let you stay after midnight, <laughs> so you had to sneak back in. Right. Because we didn't have TV in every goddamn room like we do now right. back in my day. You what? had to sneak in, turn the volume down. You were like, that's where I first learned about Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where she came in. Oh, my God. Well, the show Cat was just talking about, 120 minutes, when, when MTV would show... I guess it was like, uh, it started in 86, actually, when this show came on. But it came on at midnight, didn't it, Kat? Right, it was right. late at night. 
So sometimes would, I would just tape it and she then would watch it later. Take the VHS. I think machine we had some of them still upstairs. Hey, I got positives. If, if you remember the '86 tapings, it wasn't like hit a fucking button on the DVR. You had to program the oh, whole VCR. Oh, yeah. and put oh it, what? it was a production, dude. Yeah, I, I still have hours of VHS tape in the man cave that wifey VHS. recorded for me of this 120 minute show because there were so many cool bands on there. That you've you know, never heard of. Stuff you had never even thought of. You know, bands from Germany and the uh, Netherlands. I, I, I was a fan back in the day. Yeah. Well, you know where this thing's going, right? It died a fucking <laughs> slow death, dude. It, it, it was like... It, it Here was we go. It, they that, started producing their own shows. Well, right? before that, I mean, they, they spun off a lot of shit. The VH1. Oh, right. That started as kind of a contemporary thing. To me, it was like the old... You felt like that was the older MTV, kind of folksy, right? yeah, right. kind of weird. Ten Thousand Maniacs and BET you know, Jams, right? They, they spun right. that off, and, and I don't know CMT. Dion Warwick. Off. Oh, really? Dion Warwick was on VH1. Oh my God! The Country Music Channel spun off of them. Yeah, CMT spun wow. off from VH1. Of course, I think the conglomerate, whoever owns them now, owns all of it. But yeah, sometime in the early 90s they went like way top 40 and it was it was yeah. too hard to watch and then that's right came the reality shows <laughs> that's right now the first one i remember was the real world and it was 1992 I when, the real, when the real world showed up i will admit me and wifey watched the first couple seasons didn't we yes, it was we sort did. of like a big brother survivor all that shit you know let's put some like eight 20 year olds in a house and turn them le loose and see who's going to uh, hook up and who's going to beat the hell out of each other, basically. And then it got stale. You know, yeah. it was like after the third or fourth one, all, like all those shows. Then you start no noticing producers coming in and making up stuff for them yeah, to do. I mean, by the mid 90s, you couldn't find a video on MTV, so you turned over to MTV. Right, they which had, was supposed to play videos. Right, right, and that quickly turned deteriorated. In, right, <laughs> you're right. Reality. They've got what three, three channels on there now, maybe three or four, and and one of them shows videos, one of them shows sixteen and pregnant, and whatever the rest of it is. But I remember Road Rules. Do you remember Road oh, Rules? Yeah. That one had a pretty good run. Um, whatever, it's a bunch of 20-year-olds in an RV. They hit the road, see what happens. And don't forget 2009, the Jersey Shore showed up. Now, Holy. All right. I, I hate to say, I watched a little bit of that. But when they hit the 16 and pregnant, that was the one they ran me off after that. Now, remember Jackass and Wild Boys? Those dudes were crazy as shit. I, I, I'm telling you, when I turned on, when I came in the house one evening from work and turned on MTV and couldn't find a video... I turned it off. Well, <laughs> what I went back. What I found was 2008. They were down to three hours a day showing actual music videos. Now, you're called MTV. It's called Music, music Television. <laughs> <laughs> and you decide, yeah, no, we're done with that. There's we're, zero fucking music. I don't know. It, it, once the reality thing hit, I'm like you. But there was some kind of. Just for them to show videos, there's some kind of licensing fees they have to pay to the music industry, and they kept going up. And to be yeah, real, the reality shows are cheap to produce, and right. they that's, make money. We've talked about that. Oh, in yeah. The past. Right. That's what pays the bills, but I mean, who? I mean, nowadays, 
what videos are you going to show? I mean, I do cut on the MTV channel that actually shows videos. And there's like, it either goes one of three ways. There's a lady on there wearing basically no clothes. Not that I'm complaining. She's got, you know, three patches, you know, in the front, one in the back, lip syncing some horrible freaking song, come and get it, or you can't handle this. You know, Megan that and Cardi that. I will will add one codicil to that whole thing. That girl about five or six years ago that was shaking, the hip, hip girl, what was her name? The hips don't lie. The, oh, uh, oh yeah, Shakira. 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 Yeah. Shakira. Shakira. Dude. I, I know. I know. I know. But I, I don't know what I the just... music sounds like because I I ain't listening. Right. Well, the the other video style that, that I believe was inspired by the coronavirus is we'll just walk around the house and lip sync the Sing song. To yourself. I mean, dude, <laughs> yeah, there's no. videos on there. We don't need to get creative, spend any money on this thing. Just walk from room to room and act like we're singing. And it's a pile of money, and they suck. Much worse than that, the music is unlistenable. Yeah. You cannot listen to that garbage. I mean, and and the the third video style I see right now, and I'm not going to name names, but it's Ed Sheeran, Coldplay, and The Weeknd. And I actually like The Weeknd, but he started listening to the wrong people. And his stuff's starting to suck, but... They, they get up there, and it's this big dance production. They're in front singing the song, and behind them, it's like 20 people. It looks like something from The Wizard of Oz or Cats or something. It's some big Broadway production. I, I, I don't know what it is. You talk about a production. What what up their value in, in the 2000s was the uh, sort of producing the halftime show at Super Bowl. Right. And that was the Janet Jackson. Yeah. You're correct. I watched the documentary. Malfunction. Yeah. That, the, the, and they the, were no longer Times asked to come did. back, right? What yeah. Imp- after, yeah, they were they, done after they that. They told MTV to beat it after that, right. correct? Right. Yeah. But I don't think, it wasn't an accident. I don't think so. <laughs> of course it wasn't. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't brand? know. My theory on that after watching the New York Times presents documentary yesterday, I think it was, Janet just thought it was going to be a little nip. It said it was her oh, yeah, whole yeah, breast. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the New York Times, on top of that, when it happened, critiqued her 40-year-old female breast that was out. Now, who wants to listen to that? I, I hope they gave Misogyny her an Noir is what that's I called. I hope they gave her, her an A+. Plus. A C. <laughs> Janet is my girl. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, MTV, it, it died a slow death, dude. What it's... I wanted to bring back is a show I love called MTV Unplugged. Now, back in my oh, yeah, day, yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah, was yeah. 1989, it was a great idea. The top bands of the day would do, would do acoustic versions of their songs. You had, I don't care if you like these bands or not, Pearl Jam, R.E.M., Alice in Chains, Nirvana. Everybody did it. They all did it. The shows were great. It was stripped down. It was a good stripped down sound. I, right. it was, yeah. I'm wondering if you could even do it today because some of these guys are just not that talented. Well, that's There's all so much production right. involved. I mean, right. the only band I can think of right now that or, could pull it off would be probably Kings of Leon. I mean, the rest of it, you're going to throw Bieber, Justin Bieber up there or Taylor Swift, Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, you have to have some talent I to see. pull the thing off, okay. no, which means you have to be able to sing and play a guitar, okay. which none of them can to, do. I had to sit through the 10-minute video last week on Saturday Night Live of Taylor 
talking about her scarf that Jake Gyllenhaal had I from her relationship from 10 years ago. Girlfriend must really be happy with her life right now. If you were mining bad relationships from 10 years ago. Yeah. I, 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 I'll tell you what. Uh, props to you for watching Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, MTV, every now and then, I'll click over on the actual channel that shows videos just to make sure I'm not missing anything. I, I refuse, news. dude. This day and age of the interweb, you don't need to do that. Hop right. on the YouTubes and right. find all the good, the really good bands. Right. All of them got their own channel. All of them got their own feed. I mean, it, you don't need to watch it. Right. They should go away. Well, this was a perfect topic for two old guys on the back porch because, as usual, you know, we have something that was a good idea. It was a good product out there, but we can't leave shit alone. We have to take some and run it in the ground. Just simple, just a simple thing playing music Play videos, videos dude. Put, and we couldn't even do that it is really sad put 24 hours of videos on a loop from 7,000 bands all across right. this world globe right. hell probably 30 500,000 but i don't know put right. them on there and right. shut stop right stop. yeah instead it's a constant roll of the of whatever's out today and and all all music today is disposable anyway i mean you hear it one day and it disappears the next you i mean that's disposable. how bad it is i, I thought you were going to go with disgusting but yeah oh. <laughs> it, it, yeah i got you anyway all right we're going to roll right in to hot old chick of the week this week's winner is Kim Gordon. Kim Althea Gordon. Ooh, I didn't know it was Althea. 68 years old from Rochester, New York, raised in L.A. Dude, she was 27 years old. I guess you should tell who she is first. Who is she, Stephen? The basis for Sonic Youth. The basis for the basis. And for I would Youth. say she's the old cool chick of the week. That would be my preface. I got you. Kind of implying she's not hot anymore. I guess she's you. hot and she's cool, cool she's and hot. Cool. And she was 27 years old before she picked up an instrument. Dude. Really, 27 before wow. she. How do you do that? You're supposed to start that stuff when you're a kid, and you can really learn shit. But then, right. this girl, yeah. she, she's incredible. She was married to Thurston Moore, the creative genius behind Sonic Youth. I'm actually a big fan of Sonic Youth, but. But this idiot, he Thurston went ahead and screwed that up, went screwed around on her, whatever he did, and they got divorced. So, uh, and then Sonic Youth broke up. But I, I do like her book, Girl in the Band. Yeah, I read it. It's good. It's good. She's also uh, co-owner, co-founder of the uh, X Girl Clothing Company. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Merch. Yet. Everybody's got to get into merch now. And uh, she, she beat breast cancer. So good for her. Awesome, and she wrote, she rode around in a van with three stinky boys for years too. Girl, I mean, props props to you, girl. <laughs> she is a talented chick. She went to Canada to attend York University. She got up there and was like, "Fuck it, it's too cold up here. I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going back to L.A." And that, that's when that's when the Sonic Youth started. Yeah, Sonic Youth might end up as band of the week one day. I got a lot of. A lot of tunes down there I like by the, in the band. Can I you? used to dig their sound. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right, Kim, love and kisses to you. All right. It's time for Cocktail of the Week. We're going to keep it as simple as simple can be. 
It is the seven and seven. Okay. Which I'm, should explain it. Very well. I've got to agree. <laughs> I said last week the lemon drop was pretty simple. Right. But this goddamn as <laughs> simple as it gets. Look, it's a great introduction to bourbon. Okay. Even though it's a blended whiskey, it's basically Seagram Seven whiskey, or I was a big fan of Canadian Mist. Wait back a minute. In my wait day. a minute. This drink is very specific. Yeah. It's seven and seven. It's got to be you seven. Can't seven. Do, I know. You got to do. I got you. It's not seven in any whiskey you have. Well, you know, it, that that just brings up something. Maybe that's why I've always had a passion for seven up as a mixer for bourbon if I'm going to make a drink. This is because I started out on seven and seven, which is old school. Yeah. It's it's not Sprite and seven. It's what do they call that shit? Seagram Seven Crown or something? Yeah. yeah, it's a good way to start on the path of alcoholism. I mean, because it's like a starter drug. You know, <laughs> is it's it like... really a preface? You I t- alcoholism? <laughs> well, no, I mean, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. It's a good way to. I mean, it's a. Good... I'm not dropping either one of you to the twelve step. Okay. <laughs> a... We're on the way. It's it's a how about this? It's a good way to introduce yourself to mixed drinks. Exactly. It's Rather a, than just do a shot and a chase or a shot and a chase or like like the redneck ways we used to do, this is actually it's a little more refined. It's a, actually you have to mix two things. Right. And it's only two. That's the beauty of it. That's right. And then later on you can move on to the real shit. I <laughs> mean I, now, the, the seven and seven for me is two shots of top shelf bourbon. Pour it over ice in a highball glass. With a dash of Seven Up, stir it up with your finger, and let's get it on. I mean, it's that easy. Let it's me that give. Easy. Let me give the pro drinkers tip. Keep your Seven cold and your Seven Up cold and your glass cold. That way, when you mix it all with the ice, the ice doesn't melt so fast to dilute the drink. Ooh, you're drinking straight Seven and Seven. That, like it's it. Just a pro drinkers tip. Keep everything oh, as God. cold as you can. Special advice over here. I like it. You can't get this kind of professional analysis anywhere else, dude. <laughs> All right. I know what I'm having later on. All right. We're going to roll right into Band of the Week. Band of the Week. It is. Today, we were bumpered in with I Believe by R.E.M. formed in 1980 from Athens, Georgia. And I believe we have listeners in Athens, Georgia. And I believe this to be one, if not the greatest band ever. Yeah. Just... I'm glad you said that, because I'm just going to get this out of my mind. They are my favorite band ever. I mean, the albums Murmur, Reckoning, Fables of the Reconstruction, Life's Rich Pageant, Document, Green. I mean, they changed my life. Obsession's not even close. I, 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 we might have to reel you in a little bit, but keep keep going. I mean, I, 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 hate, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. I even dressed in drab colors like Michael Stipe. Oh my god! Because because I, I was so, so into this band, I would take my bass and learn every freaking bass line of their songs. I, I did. I, and they had some killer bass lines, dude. Yep. Um, you know, you got to remember, REM was part of a music scene back then. And back in my day, you know, cities and towns had a bunch of bands they all knew each other they hung out there was a little competition for the big gig in town they'd open up for each other hell we had a music scene here in richmond you yes. know back in the 80s you, or you took a deep dive it this week on facebook one of those pages the punk scene here in richmond yeah i mean you know rem the kilkenny cats flat duo jets the b52 
B-52s were there, around there. Um, Barbecue Killers, Pylon, Dream So Real. All these bands were right around that Athens area at right. the same time. And, you know, R.E.M. kind of crawled out of the pile. Um, look, you know, the B-52s had a run. Some of those other bands did, too. So, I mean, they didn't just, you know, pop up and head in the studio. These guys rode around in a van for years up and down the East Coast earning their stripes. And their, their first big single? I guess it's losing my religion, but I it's, hope that's not it. It is not. It's Radio Free Europe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they pressed a 1,000 copies. Six of 600 were supposed to be promotional, but still the New York Times listed that as one of the top 10 singles of the year. Yeah. And they only pressed a 1,000 copies okay. and gave away 600 as promotional items. Mm-hmm. Radio Free Europe kind of introduced me to the, I, I guess, alternate sound mm-hmm. that, that and and I started to dig that. Yeah, I I was hooked from the beginning. Now in '92 they put out "Automatic for the People," which at first I was a little pissed because there was no jangly guitar and bass lines. But years later, it's one of my favorite albums. It's it, it is fantastic, dude. I don't know. Michael must have been losing relatives because there's a lot of darkness in that record. The I, lyrics are, seem to be about death and trying to cope and stuff. Isn't isn't that about the time he he started coming out? As, maybe, as, yeah, yeah maybe a lot of things going on. I mean, like I said, today we came in with I believe probably the perfect REM st- song. If you, you know, that's a seven and seven of REM. If you want to start off with REM, listen to I believe, and the, the, there you go. I mean, I encourage everybody go to YouTube, watch Eddie Vedder induct him into the uh, Hall of Fame. It, it, he crushed it. And to come to come full circle, their uh, Radio Free Europe single was released in '81. Right, same time MTV was started. Same year. Wow. Yeah. So that 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 just kind of mm-hmm. a band of integrity. They split the pie four ways from the beginning. That's why they're still friends. Um, I saw REM probably three or four times. I'd go see them today. Athens, Georgia. This one's for you. We want to thank everybody for listening, and we will see y'all down the road. Are you a fan of in-depth conversations on a wide variety of subjects? Then you need to head out on the open highway. I'm Eric Erickson. I bring my crazy career and interests in a variety of subjects to the show. And since I seem to know, well, a little bit about everything, it's just enough to get me into trouble. The open highway is like going on a road trip and meeting all different sorts of people. It's that old idea of sitting at that diner counter, having coffee, and talking with folks with completely different backgrounds. One episode might be a political operative, the next a professional wrestler, and the next a philosopher. Just having good old-fashioned conversation. If it's interesting to me, I'm sure it'll be interesting to you too. The Open Highway. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Get them wherever you find your favorite podcasts.